everyone, my name is Mike Raz and welcome to Wealth Radio, Growing Wealth Made Easy. This is the third installment of our sustainability series, which we hope will inspire you to invest for a better you. We launched the hashtag Invested in You campaign to echo BPI AMTC's commitment to always enrich the lives of Filipinos through our innovative products, services, investment solutions, and last but definitely not the least, tips that promote a healthy well-being. So today, we have another inspiring story as we talk to someone who advocates for sustainable food and the planet that she immerses herself in local fishing and farming communities. She also runs an online shop selling homemade fresh poke bowls, pasta, and the like. Friends, let's all welcome Ms. Sofia Padilla. Hey, Sofia, thank you for joining us today. I understand that you're a very, very busy person with your online business. So thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you so much too, Mike, for inviting me. I am excited to see what AMTC has for sustainability. It's super important nowadays. Right, I- I'm sure. So, uh, well, let's uh, right off the bat, Sophia. You have your Instagram page, right? It's uh, yeah. the handle is at Fias Food. So, for the reference of our listeners, that's F I A S F U D. So, I'm looking at it now. And let me just express how amazed I am with your feed. It's it's very colorful, and I believe these are all natural, fresh food, correct? Yes, yes. Yeah. So could you tell us like how this advocacy of yours started? When it started? What you know inspired you to do this? Uh, okay. So Fias Food was actually my passion project. I wanted it to be like. You know, like when you have an Instagram, you just want to share and express your ideas there. So I right. wanted the platform lang for myself. It's it wasn't really for showing to other people, but to put the food I like to make and also a place to express my sentiments about farming, sustainability, and engagement. So it wasn't initially like business, like a money-making venture, not originally. Not at all not at all. I was still employed with my last job, but Fias Food was like my. It was my refuge or like my place to put the ideas. Like if I had the chance on the weekend to immerse with the community or I get to go fishing and, and talk to the fisher folk, I'd like to put my thoughts and ideas there. And of course, whatever they catch, I'd like to cook with it. So that was what Fia's food was to me at the start. Okay. Uh, but, since when have you been into this business, for example? As a business, probably yeah. around... When the year 2020, the mid 2020, but I've been cooking ever since. Cause like ever since I was in college, I'd always go to the market. I would choose my produce. Oh wow! Would, okay. Yeah, and I would prepare food for my friends. So it was really something I enjoy doing on weekends. Okay, your your parents are, are they into the cooking or you know restaurant business also, or this is something that's totally new for you, your family? Actually, I owe my inspiration or big influences in Fias food are my parents. My mother is a home cook, but she cooks really well. So wow. my mom doesn't cook by the cookbook. She cooks by experimentation. So she would like oh, to okay. eat everything so she understands how each thing tastes, and then she would experiment. So you know, naman parang as Filipinos, we always say our mother cooks the best. Yeah. Siyempre, ko na, my mom cooks the best. 
So, yes, yes. my mom would make me try all these things when she bring me to the market since I was a little girl. My dad, on the other hand, he, my dad loves going in the outdoors. He loves talking to people. And my dad is a spearfisher. So, sometimes... Wow, okay. Weekends, yeah, sometimes on weekends, he would go out. Tapos, kausap niya yung mga bankero. Tapos, doon, nagsispear sila. So, my dad eventually brought me with him. Okay. And he immersed me in that world. Like, uh, learning about tanige, talakitok, lapu-lapu, tuna, different types of fish and how to eat it, how to clean it, having it as fresh sashimi after it was caught. Wow. And syempre, when you integrate yourself into that world, you also have to coordinate and you have to talk with the local communities who thrive there. So I got right. that sense from him. So I thought like, Why don't I try to pick up both of these traits from my parents and translate uh-huh. it into PS food? Because food is every food connects everyone, de ba? Parang it's so fun when you have food to share with someone. Right. Kapag kumi mo sa bahay, pinapakain ka. Pero masaya rin when you get to see where food comes from and the people who catch your food. So that's what I yeah, want. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I in my case, I think I should also be mindful of where my food is coming from. Because me right now, I'm really more of a visual person. If it looks appetizing for me, yeah. well, you know, it's gonna everything else will just follow. No, but yeah, you're right. Thanks for also sharing that insight. That it's it's good to know um, where our food is really coming from, and you know, I should cheat with it. I make an effort. I think the problem now, because it's hard to say where our food does come from, because it takes a sense of um, transparency, and transparency is hard, especially if you live in the city. So yes, yes. Not the consumer's fault. Ang hirap talaga. Uh oh. Yeah, but at least some sense, some semblance of awareness, de ba? Sophia, do you do something else on the side, or are you like 100% right now dedicated to this online business? Okay, at the moment, I'm dedicated to trying to manage Fias Food because it's a being fresh out of college, working for a bit, and jumping onto this venture. Mm-hmm. I still have so much to learn, so I try to study and read on the side. So while I'm doing Fias Food, I'm also studying about like food systems, food supply. Like I self I self read. I read a lot of books, and then sometimes. Right. I also you do expect- this on your own. I mean, you're the sole owner, uh, sole proprietor of this, or do you yeah. have partners? No, I'm the sole proprietor of this business. Wow. Okay. So you're doing everything. You're learning everything on your own. Um, how, how does your day look like? <laughs> I think that's the beauty of doing this is because um, normally if you work with a big business, it will take a lot of there's a lot of bureaucracy. It will take a lot of time. But like with PS Food, it's an expression of the things I learned, the things that I want people to enjoy. So, if I have, for example, I get a hold of fresh octopus or fresh wow, tuna, okay. I wouldn't want it to be kept up with timelines and deadlines. I'd want to share it already with people to keep it as fresh and to keep the story of how it was caught as true to it. Um, right. But yeah, it is very time-consuming. Because I have to assume like the accounting, the operations, making sure inventory is clean, making recipes, mm-hmm. marketing. It's a headache. But yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yes. So, Sophia, you mentioned about sustainability and how you got into this business being, you know, marrying the two traits that you, you saw from your mom and dad, no? Being your mom, 
for her love for food and experimentation your dad um, for his being outdoorsy and speaking with fisher folks and stuff I, I would imagine that um, you know there's no set there's no like really uh, set menu for you so you're also experimenting right now especially because you're basically cooking whatever is fresh whatever is available right so yeah. I mean how challenging is that will you be able to share with us uh, how this promotes sustainability also moving forward Honestly, it's very pressuring because, well, for me, I don't really have a formal culinary background. I just base it okay. from my experimentation and what I learn. It's also very tiring because you are you, you your own team. You have to create mm-hmm. and create and you need to give the market, like in terms of business, something that they'd want because you can have a great idea, but of course you need feedback from the market. Right. But I believe like being able to work with freshly caught produce or uh, freshly caught fish or with fresh produce that is mm-hmm. in with the seasons in itself promotes sustainability because for me there personally for me sustainability is circularity it is working with nature it's right. something that just takes and takes away from nature so for me in this case food i believe that sur- sustainability is found in managing your waste It is found in eating local, eating what is abundant in nature. Right. So don't stress nature out to produce it. It's about what's available, what's given yeah, to you by nature, basically, what is right? Available. Uh-huh. And also the methods of how the food was cultivated or raised. Like for example, was your was your vegetables grown with pesticides? Was it grown mm. inorganically or organically? Was your fish caught using a net, a net, or was it caught using a fishing line? So right. it really these nitty gritty things. Oh yeah, so, because they will have an impact, no, on the environment. Yeah, they will have an impact, and not only to climate change, but I believe sustainability has an even bigger impact to indigenous communities and to the local communities that directly thrive of nature. Right. So, I really believe food businesses have a big power in sustainability. They, they just aren't aware of it yet. I agree. Yeah. So I mean, I would imagine you also visit local communities, right? Uh, yeah. How do you usually find them, and what activities do you do during these visits? Personally, I believe it's just about meeting and connecting yourself to people who can bring you to these communities. So. In meeting these communities, what I do is I ask my friends who work in NGOs to take okay. me with them, teach me more about their vocacies, the communities they work with. Another way I do it is I engage myself with the social media accounts of a lot of these young activists or party list groups. So I right. try to check what advocacies do they stand for, where are they from, and another is through connections. So since I engage myself a lot with the spearfishing community, I'm thankful enough that they take me to these dive sites where the local people thrive. Mm-hmm. So when you're there, uh, I get to talk to them. Out of But curiosity, we, so where, where is it? Like, I mean, like, what are these places wherein I could also, or even for our listeners, no, they could also find out more about these, you know, spearfishing. It's something that's interesting. It's something that's kind of new to me. <laughs> Um, honestly, our country is a. Uh, we have like around seven thousand plus islands, so mm-hmm. you can spearfish. Uh, you can go wherever. Fishing. I mean, as long for me personally, you need to 
talk to the local communities first. But you right. cannot you cannot just go there and be like, "Hi, I want to hunt in your ground." <laughs> yeah, that is their that is their place. Yeah. So you really need to be introduced to someone who already is in that community. I and see. In, in my case, I was I'm thankful I got to immerse myself with the commu- with communities in Batangas, mm, in okay. in Dumaguete, but I, I have yet to. I have yet to meet more people. It's just quite hard now because, of course, given yeah, the, the restrictions. restrictions. But yeah. that's in the list moving forward. Okay. So just very quickly, could you share with us, I mean, apart from from the business that you're running at the moment, how, how else do you practice sustainability in your daily life? Like outside um, Fia's food, for example, um, how, do you, how do you practice sustainability? Okay, personally, I cannot. It is so difficult to say that you are the most sustainable person. Like yeah. even I feel like the to, to say you're sustainable to some people is to say that you have no carbon emissions, right? Correct. That's normally the the baseline, like no carbon emissions. But everything we do technically does create an emission. So now mm-hmm. it's about doing net emissions, like which the does, net zero. Yeah, which does the least harm. Because mm-hmm. everything will, everything is extractive. You can practice sustainability in different ways. Personally, for me, if I go out, I bring a jug. Sometimes mm-hmm. I also bring my own utensils, my own lunchbox in case I want to pack things so that I don't need to use unnecessary packaging from the establishment. Right. I also try my best to minimize my travel. So for example, if you can carpool, carpool. If you can have everything sent together with another family member or a friend, have it sent so that you have you can lessen your gasoline. Right. Um, for me, personally, since I like to cook, I like to garden. So what I do is a lot, all the food waste, I mm-hmm. make fertilizer using Bokashi composting. Oh, that's something new also. That's, some, that's something that I just heard right now. Yeah, Bokashi? Bokashi. So, anyone can actually make fertilizer at home. You just you just need to get a Bokashi bin and then you ferment it and that becomes like a super juice to grow your own greens. Wow. Because normally, like what I've read is that if food waste is left out, it will rot in landfills mm-hmm. and it will cause harm. So, it is best that we control our waste. Uh, another thing I do is when I go, sometimes when I go to the market, I purchase the ugly vegetables. Oh, so, why is that? Because no one else will just buy, will no buy that. No one will want to purchase the ugly vegetables, which will leave it to rot. Right. But the truth is, ugly vegetables are as nutritious as pretty vegetables. Mm-hmm. So now, what do you do with the ugly vegetables? You can make soups with it. You can make fermented foods with it you can do canning there's so much possibility because in the end of the day when you cook that food it will lose its appearance either way wow um, right yeah um, another thing I do to promote sustainability is that I I also try to shift to instead of buying as many books I try to move to ebooks. so I lessen yeah. personally I lessen my use of paper paper yeah and of course, like at home, if you have the choice, if you can have the option to use recycled paper, use recycled uh-huh. paper. Um, as a girl, you can also consider using the menstrual cup for girls. So it's to lessen your consumption of using pads, etc. Mm-hmm. 
but yes, I think that's interesting. The best. That's, that's a lot. Actually, I can think you, you mentioned a lot of things that that you know healthy environment, trying to reach net zero or at least lessen the carbon footprint. But you know, the, from the things that you mentioned, I'm surprised and I'm amazed that how much of the little things that we can, if we just all do these little things, how much we could actually help the environment, right? That's so true. I honestly, anyone can doubt that is what we're doing enough, is what we're doing truly sustainable. But really, the point is, as long as we make the small step, we already are progressing as people to care for the planet. Right. It's encouraging to see that the world is it's getting hot, that people, that it's, that food's getting more expensive, that global warming is happening. But it's really going to happen unless we just take that small step to turn off the light when we're not using it, to reuse what we can reuse. Because that will be a Small steps up. being done every day, it's gonna go a long way. It's, it yeah. reminded me of this book that I was reading last time, Atomic Habits, something like oh. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. So, uh, good talk. Now, Sophia, sorry, just for our last question. Um, with respect to Fia's food, what is really your ultimate goal for you know Fia's food? And if you have any message as well to our listeners who find it hard to practice you know sustainable living, um, what would be your like message there? To answer your last your first question, my ultimate goal for Fia's food is I want to reconnect people to food again. Mm-hmm. When people think of food, they just think masarap yan, uh, mura yan, it looks pretty. Mm-hmm. Or food as food as the setting at which people connect with each other. But no, I want to reintroduce people to what food really was, to the story of where does food come from, to letting yeah. people know that this food it takes so hard. It's so hard to grow this vegetable that this fish was is the bread and butter that sustains this fisherman. That is what I want. Mm-hmm. I want it to be honest. And it does good for the consumer who will eat my food to the planet and to mm-hmm. the stakeholders that will benefit from what I want to do. Like doing my goal for Fia's food is not a new idea. I am sure there's so many businesses out there that want to do good. Okay, yeah. But I guess it's in the Philippines, I really want to just make good food, like delicious, nutritious food. Mm-hmm. But also honest food that really focuses on empowering communities and people more accessible. And I guess right now it is taking the slow steps onto doing that. And it kind of scares me and excites me. But I know that in the end we're going to slowly get there. Yeah. I want to be able to have people like, for example, if they're gonna eat a meal, they they can give themselves a pat on the back because they know they know themselves that. This food is honest food. Right. It is not ex- it is not solely extractive. It is not just yummy, but I actually did something good today in this subtle way. And then to answer your second question, mm-hmm. uh, any message as well for our listeners? I'll just say con- try to be curious and try to learn as much about our planet and about ways to be this sustainable because to be honest there is no perfect way right it is difficult so don't don't beat yourself up if you can't be that and don't mm-hmm. be don't be afraid to dream and to chase that dream because as long as you have a good idea and a good intention and that intention is to help the planet mm-hmm. then you will do what you can to get there 
And wow. don't hesitate to ask people for help. That's something I learned. You can learn so much from people. Ask anyone for help. Right. Wow. Okay. Um, amazing. Amazing talk uh, today, Sophia. So, um, I'd like to thank you once again for joining us uh, today. Now, for, for someone at a young age like you to practice and pursue sustainability, this truly is an inspiring story. <laughs> By making more mindful choices in what we eat, we, you know, we get to help the planet and our local farming and fishing communities as well. Add pa natin, it's very Instagram worthy, no? So it's something that's very interesting as well for a lot of our listeners right now. Now, I hope that more people would be inspired and would make more meaningful choices in their daily lives, right? So once again, thank you. It's so nice having you today. Thank you so much again, Mike. I really hope that, you know, I could have dropped a thing or two, but really just chase that dream and do what you can for the planet. And that is enough. Thank you again, everybody. Thank you. So to our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that we were able to that we were all able to appreciate how we, in our own little way, can help take care of our planet and support local communities by incorporating more natural choices in our meals. Friends, thank you so much for tuning in to this series as we continue to look for ways on how being hashtag invested in you can help contribute to a better you. And of course, a better world. Again, my name is Mike Raz, and thanks for tuning in to Wealth Radio. Growing wealth made easy. BPI Asset Management and Trust Corporation is regulated by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas. <music>